0: Hello and welcome to The Bitten Word. I'm Ashley.
1: And I'm Christine.
0: And I'm so excited about today's (laughs) episode (laughs) because I am low-level obsessed with the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, let me clarify. Um, So I'm really excited to be talking about Avengers today and eating some shawarma. But before we get started there, we wanted to tell you that we were on another podcast.
1: Another, another podcast.
0: Another, another podcast. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So if you would like to hear about something that really annoys us, you should go check out the Nothing More Annoying podcast with a lovely man named Luke Marsh. We had a really nice time talking to him. Um, It's pretty short. So it's not going to take up a lot of your time, but it's really fun. Go listen to that.
1: You'll Tell will probably us commiserate with us.
0: Yeah. See if you think it's annoying too. And the other little piece of business I have is that if you're, well, and I, it's hard for me to say this because I have to wait because of my kids and because of the way that we schedule things. So I can't do it until Saturday, but if you're not <laughs> watching Loki, then you're dead to me.
1: I didn't even think about I didn't even think about the fact that you haven't seen it yet. And so I can't even talk about it.
0: Not yet. Not until Saturday. Ugh. We're going to watch the first two on Saturday. I know we had, we had some people over to break in our brand new smoker, Bertha. And we, they were trying to talk to me about it. I was like, stop talking. I cannot watch it yet. Okay. So we're going to start like we always do with a synopsis. Please be aware that there are spoilers, although if you haven't seen this movie, which is older than some of my children, then, (laughs) I mean, you're kind of, you deserve it at this point. But I wanted to say that this movie, this is the first movie in the MCU that is a combined hero movie. Um, So we've already seen Iron Man 1 and 2 at this point, Hulk uh, but Edward Norton Hulk, not Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Who do you like better? Mark Ruffalo. Absolutely, I totally agree. Edward Norton sucked. Not a question. And also <laughs> the movie sucked.
1: <laughs> Honestly, they had movie. a hard time with Hulk movies for a long time.
0: We've also seen the first Thor movie and the first Captain America movie. So we start at a secret base where the Tesseract is being kept and experimented with. Loki uses its energy to come to Earth and uses the space stone which is in his scepter to turn Dr. Selvig who worked with Thor previously and Hawkeye to his side. His whole deal is he says he wants to take freedom away from humans because that is the human's natural state is to be subservient to somebody. So this secret base, the whole thing kind of implodes but everybody gets away. And Nick Fury then says, we are at war. And he calls in the Avengers for the first time. He starts gathering the heroes. I know, right? (laughs) I got to say though, that music, it gets me every time. Like when they- at the end when they're all circled and they like pan around them and they're all ready to fight and they've got the music going. Those are always my favorite scenes. Like like in Endgame, it's that same thing when everybody's coming to fight and when all the Mm -hmm. Hogwarts teachers come out to defend Hogwarts, for whatever reason, those scenes always, I'm like, (laughs) you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll say like, like I agree that that style of scene gets me, but I think Marvel movies have evolved quite a bit and watching that particular scene now where they're circling up like is looks a little cheesy to me
0: (laughs) well yeah I can see that I still like it though um but they have they have evolved a, a lot you're right but okay so going back to the synopsis we we see people starting to gather these heroes. They're gathering Iron Man and Hulk and Thor and Captain America. And we also have Hawkeye and Black Widow on our side. They're already working with Fury and they're the ones kind of helping to gather people in. And then interestingly, we get our first glimpses of Thanos here. Um, We don't actually see him, but we kind of see like the place where he's working i guess i don't know if he's living there but he's at least working out of this place because we see it in other places in other times during the course of these movies as well we see that loki is working with him anyway so i just thought that that was interesting that even this early on they obviously had this arc because we've got the stones already we're starting to Mm -hmm. see stuff like that we've got a little glimpse of thanos so they really are like they've really planned
1: this from the beginning. And I love... No. I was reading about this, actually, that here in this scene, it was just supposed to be Loki. And then I think it was Joss Whedon who directed it, who Mm -hmm. said well, what if Loki was working for someone and he's just the, like, you know, he's just the pawn in the game. And then what if it ended up being like Thanos mm-hmm. and the studio was just like, yeah, okay. And just ran with it. Oh, really? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a thing that they had like planned out, but oh, because well, it, worked beautifully. It, it worked. Yeah, they did it. Okay.
0: So once Nick Fury gets everybody together, they congregate on this like flying airship. I guess. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. It's like the Avengers base, but it's on an airship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it, it flies and it's got cool camouflagey things. And um, they're trying to find Loki and figure out what it is he's wanting. They find him in Germany at a museum gala and they face off. Loki is captured. They take Loki to this flying ship. They put him in this prison that was built for Hulk. So it's pretty strong they're pretty sure he's not going to be able to get out of it. Right. But during this time, they figure out kind of what Loki's plan is that he's going to try to open a portal uh, with the Tesseract into space to make it so that Thanos can get through. Now, based on what Christine said, uh, they didn't really have a plan for this, but we now know that the reason why was to come and take over earth and you know, get rid of 50 percent of the population, right? But they have a big showdown on the top of Stark Tower and around New York City. They're fighting all those really weird, like actual armored animals, but they're also like spaceships, like, carrying people and stuff too. Um, it's a really big scene. They're breaking New York entirely, right? Because that's what happens in action movies. The powers that be decide that there's nothing for it and they're going to send a nuclear bomb into new york because there's no other way to deal with this situation that's always where they
1: go every movie (laughs) that's always where it goes
0: it's because it's the biggest threat it's because it's the biggest threat and the thing that they know is going to take out everything right anyway the avengers are trying to get them to stop but they send the nuke anyway and tony stark takes this bomb and he pushes it through the portal into space and at great peril to himself of course he's pretty sure he's gonna die so is everybody else but he manages to set the nuke off and explode all these spaceships and fall back through the portal right as it's closing um and then they win and that's how the movie goes
1: iron man couldn't be allowed to sacrifice himself yet
0: yet (laughs) precisely foreshadowing there um but it's good that they didn't do it then any i mean they wouldn't have because it was so early on anyway but also because he needed more of a redeemable story arc like he he he's kind of annoying at this point yes well he's still kind of annoying even at the end but he he at least like has some moral value to him at that point
1: yeah it's quite a bit Um, of character development between then and End game.
0: Absolutely. So for a long time, my son Beckham called Hawkeye, hot guy. Because <laughs> that's, what it- <laughs> that's what it sounded like. And we thought it was hilarious and did not correct him for the longest time. <laughs> um, Cause it kind of does sound like hot guy also. Okay. So Loki's like big reindeer hat is so stupid. I like it. (laughs) Really. I hate it so much. I think it looks ridiculous and that it does not look intimidating. I mean, maybe in real life, if I was faced up with somebody who looked like that and was acting like Loki, then maybe, but I just feel like it looks so stupid. Um, so I know that we have different opinions on this, but based on the people who are here right now in this movie, not future movies who is your
1: favorite Avenger probably probably Thor I don't know I I don't really care about Hawkeye or Black Widow they just don't they're just not interesting to me so Um,
0: I didn't care either until Hawkeye had a secret family and then I was like yeah I did like him more after that
1: (laughs) I did like him more after that um that's true but like that i like that part but i don't i still don't care a lot about him and like what he's up to most of the time yeah um and then i just don't really care about black widow she's just not interesting for me me neither Um, not.
0: i i I feel like she's like the lowest on the spectrum of all of them forever (laughs) i just like i don't care yeah
1: i do like i like bruce banner but i don't love hulk yeah i'm the same way yeah and then, like I like, I mean, I like Iron Man. Like the first Iron Man movie, I remember I was obsessed with. I love it's that really movie. good. That movie is really good. Yeah, and so I really liked Iron Man for a long time. So if you asked me this ten years ago, I probably would have said Iron Man. But um, I think it's I think it's Thor just because Thor is funny. Um, and I like, you know, I think like his powers and stuff are interesting. Um, I know we've had this conversation before though about like Captain America. You know, he's my and, like, favorite. Yeah, because he's your favorite.
0: <laughs> okay, well, my favorite is Captain America. And we actually had an entire discussion about this that we lost. but uh, I really like Captain America a lot and Christine doesn't because she thinks he's too much of a boy scout and that he's a boomer. So
1: (laughs) well, our audio got deleted on accident, but let me just say the conversation got heated enough that I slapped my own (laughs) knees and I have red marks from it. (laughs) So be sad that you missed that.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk about the scene itself. So this is actually kind of like two scenes. So at the very end of the movie, when Iron Man has gone and taken this nuke up through space, through the portal into space, he's launched it. It's blown up the ships and he's fallen back down to earth, miraculously alive through some help from Hulk. He's laying on the ground and he is talking to Cap and Thor. And he says, do you guys want to get some shawarma? There's a shawarma play it over there. I don't know what it is, but I want to try some shawarma. And it's just random. I don't know. He just about died. You know, like it was very stressful and they still have work to do. There's There are aliens and stuff still running around Manhattan destroying things, even though the portal is closed. Um, but he's thinking about, you know, food. So interestingly, uh, in the very first Iron Man movie, after he's been held prisoner in the middle east what when he's rescued what he wants is an american cheeseburger that's what he asks for and then here in this scene after a really big stressful fight scene and stuff he's asking for a middle eastern food so i thought that was kind of interesting
1: yeah it's just funny because it's like in times of stress, he just, he craves food or, or something. Maybe mm-hmm. he well, was having normal, a, some kind of PTSD flashback. Oh, um, well, you
0: know what, that that would make total sense considering his story arc, like, because he does kind of deal with PTSD from this incident, weirdly yeah. enough, not from the Iron Man incident
1: it's funny though because like throughout a lot of this movie you see iron man eating and particularly like when they're on the like the avengers airbase um there's like a scene where you know they're all talking in the lab and he's like you want a blueberry um (laughs) and they were just saying i was reading that apparently robert downey jr had hidden food all over the set and um they could, they knew he had, but they couldn't find it. And so they just left it there. <laughs> and so then like during scenes, he would just whip out these snacks, he'd hidden around and start eating them um, just because he was hungry. And, you know, and so when he's like offering people food in these scenes, it's just, it's not Iron Man. The character It's just Robert Downey Jr. like was hungry <laughs> and is offering people snacks. <laughs> but it's funny
0: because um, I've heard that Jon Favreau like cast Robert Downey Jr. on purpose in this role for those kind of reasons, because he felt like personality wise, he was Iron Man because Iron Man is kind of a broken character. And we all know Robert Downey Jr.'s past, like, and that he's kind of a broken person and that that would lend itself to the role really well. So that's interesting that, you know, he would allow that to stay because it's just... I guess Robert Downey Jr. is just, he is Iron Man, you know, like there isn't really an acting thing going on here. It's
1: like, they're the same thing. Let me just say, if you don't like the movie Elf, then shame on you. Agreed. Elf was the, and, and not just, well, not just because of this, but also just because it's an amazing movie. But um, Elf was the first major movie that John Favreau directed. Yeah. And It was the success of that movie that made it so that he could do stuff like this, that made it so Mm -hmm. he could do Iron Man. And so because you have Elf to thank for the good (laughs) stuff in Marvel and Star Wars that came out of Jon Favreau. (laughs)
0: Yes, I agree. He's such an interesting person too, just because I feel like a lot of times directors um, get into like, or even writers, they get into- like a wheelhouse and they stay there. I feel like Jon Favreau doesn't really do that. He kind of just goes all over the place. Yeah. And he does a good job with everything. And most of it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the second part of this scene is actually the end credits scene of this movie. You know, so once the credits have rolled, there's just a little extra scene and you know how they are in Marvel. Like they're like the big deal. Everybody waits around to make sure that they don't
1: miss it because not this not is before in this they movie. started becoming like the teasers like this is before they yeah. started becoming necessary information for the next movie yeah it was just a fun little add-on but now don't miss them don't leave yeah. the theater early
0: because you'll miss something important yeah <laughs> um so this scene was actually filmed after the official hollywood premiere i didn't know that i movie. knew they'd
1: done it later but i didn't yeah. know it was that much later so,
0: I guess that Joss Whedon had the idea because he was like, Well, that shawarma thing is kind of random. You know, what if we solidified that a little bit with this scene? And so he talked to Robert Downey Jr. about it. And he was like, That's so crazy. We have to do it. But the production team was like, There's no way we will ever be able to get all these people together. Like, how are we going to do that? And they were like, yeah, "Guess what? They're all going to be at the premiere. So <laughs> find a shawarma <laughs> joint." And they did. They just found a shawarma place like two blocks away, and we're like, "Hey, can we ruin your restaurant for a minute?" <laughs> they were like, "Sure." So they like, and they did it in like one take.
1: Well, and that's really funny considering that like. There were like very few points at filming where all of them were together because you've Mm -hmm. got like, these are like big blockbuster people at this point, you know, and, and so you, you have a hard time scheduling to like make them all you know, be in the same place at the same time. I read yeah. that scheduling for Endgame was just like pure hell. Oh, I'm um, sure it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were, there were very few times they were all in the same place at the same time. So it's kind of funny that that ended up having to be like the the point that they did it.
0: So because they had to do it on such short notice, there were a couple of funny things that happened. So the first one is that Chris Hemsworth was filming a different movie and he, lost a ton of his muscle because wow. of it so he didn't fit in the thor suit so like it was way too big for him so when you see him at the table he's like kind of hunched down in his suit just to make it look like he hasn't lost all of his muscle and that the suit doesn't fit him <laughs> okay. and then chris evans was filming another movie as well and he had this gigantic beard and he couldn't have a beard at that point so what they had to do is they like spent hours putting a prosthetic on his face to cover the beard but it still looked really bad and he couldn't move his mouth so that's why he's not eating in the scene because he's kind of leaning on his
1: hand
0: to cover it up because it looks ridiculous and apparently they all just like made fun of him forever for that
1: because it was so stupid (laughs) the funny thing is though that like I wonder how this scene would have turned out differently, maybe if those two things hadn't happened. But because of those things, I think it worked out really well because in that scene, everyone looks so freaking exhausted. They look like they are just dead to the world. And I feel like that just works really well for that scene. It's the whole point. Yeah. Like, because, you know,
0: Iron Man aside, we in movies like this, we never see them do things like go to the bathroom or eat or do the things that normal people do, you know? And we, they always seem like it's Captain America. I could do this all day, you know, kind of a thing where (laughs) they just never get tired. They're always being beaten up. They can always take more, you know, kind of a thing. And so this scene, in, in fact, they talked about it, that part of the reason they wanted to do it was because it humanizes them
1: yeah, it does. It
0: makes them much more relatable. They're exhausted. They're hungry. They, they just want to sit there and do nothing. And they don't. There's nothing happens in this scene. Some yeah. chewing and a lady sweeping in the background. That's it. Like they yeah. all just sit there. There's no talking. There's no nothing. Nothing exciting happens. They all just sit there. Um, and another interesting thing is that the way that this scene happened was inspired by by something that happened to Joss Whedon when he was filming Angel. I guess there was a scene, I have never actually seen Angel beyond like five minutes at a time. I
1: I like Bucky a lot, but I've never never watched Angel.
0: Um, But anyway, so I guess that there's a scene, like a death scene, um, and they had to film it all day and it was just two actors and they were in a bedroom and they were filming this death scene over and over and so by the end of the day they were just exhausted from all of the emotional you know stuff that they'd had to do that day from filming all day and they were like you want to go get some drinks and they were like sure so they went out for drinks and they all just ended up sitting there and saying nothing because they were so exhausted. And so he was like, well, I mean, that's real, you know, that's what we did when we were super exhausted. So let's just film them doing that. And it that's turned funny. out like to be super iconic, right? Yeah. The other interesting thing, although I guess maybe it's not that interesting, it's to be expected is that shawarma sales increased dramatically after this <laughs> movie
1: came out, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. You know, there's, there's actually a name for that I can't remember what it's called but um I remember this happened after Queen's Gambit came out like sale of chess sets and chess lessons oh, went like yeah. really high
0: and yeah. so
1: it is there is a name for that phenomenon of people you know things just kind of coming into the I don't know social consciousness and people participating yeah. in it it's kind of it's yeah it's it's funny because it's like it's It is to be expected, I guess, but it's also kind of stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Well, the chess thing, I mean, also that was like pandemic time. So people were bored. Yeah. So they were like, let's buy a chess set and learn how to play chess. With the shawarma, that may be something where it was just a lot of people didn't know what it was, Mm,
1: Yeah. you
0: know, and it wasn't brought to their attention until this movie. And then they were like, well, what's that? I want to try it, you know? Yeah. So that's a possibility. So if you don't know what shawarma is, like Tony Stark didn't, uh, we're going to tell you right now what shawarma is. <laughs> Get comfy. Shawarma is essentially a gyro. If Delicious. you know what a gyro is. Yes. <laughs> we're going to um, define they, it
1: by giving you other Middle Eastern foods you may not know Well, <laughs> here's the thing. They're, <laughs> that's true, but I'll explain it more. Now, gyros are but, very popular.
0: Yeah, if you have had a euro, then it's very, very similar to a euro. In fact, they um, were both out of, they came from the same thing. So they first appeared in the 19th century Ottoman Empire in Turkey. And if you remember, that's kind of where croissants came from, too. Hey. not not from that place but because they had beaten the ottoman turks it's either um, the ottoman empire or china those are your options yeah <laughs> pretty much that's it that's where all food comes from um so they were actually kind of like a kebab thing at that point but the way that they're cooked so a lot of meats get stacked together meats and fats on a vertical rotisserie and they turn it so the word shawarma is actually the word for turning in arabic and the greek word for turn is gyro so they're the same exact thing they just are in different places so even the words mean the same thing they're just in different languages
1: they're just regional like regional variants on the same food exactly um so this is a staple street food in
0: the middle east uh although it's really popular in the us too and traditionally it's served as a sandwich like in pita bread mm. um you can do it just like on lettuce as like a salad or something mm. like that yeah but generally <laughs> <laughs> although i couldn't find pita bread in my grocery today peanut oh well fancy that I'm not um I got tortillas instead because it's close enough right the thing is
1: it would probably still taste good no matter what carb-based yeah. vehicle you're using to eat it with. Yeah. But-
0: I like to use naan sometimes because it's like puffier yeah. than pita bread so it kind of Gives you a little more chewiness and stuff. I have a really good recipe for for pita though. So. Okay. Well, the one time I tried, it totally failed. So oh, really? I'm using tortillas today, but just know that that's okay. You can you can substitute some things and it'll still be a gyro yeah. or a shawarma. I will say pita is a
1: bit of a hassle to make. So. Yes, but it's, it's worth it because it's good. But if you just don't have the time, yeah, you you won't go wrong eating it with just a tortilla or just by itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or buying pita bread or whatever. Yeah. So shawarma also led to tacos al pastor in the 20th century because Lebanese hmm. immigrated to Mexico. Oh, interesting. that's where that came from. I know. It's very interesting. So I'm actually okay to eat this on a tortilla then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, um, but then it's not shawarma. It's tacos al pastor. <laughs> but with shawarma meat. Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> okay. Shawarma so al pastor. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I was trying to find out what the actual differences between gyros and yeah. shawarma are. Um, and tr- really it seems to be that the biggest difference is the kind and number of condiments that go on top
1: i was just gonna say didn't the recipe well you sent me a new recipe to use but yeah. didn't the old recipe at least call for tzatziki it did which is a gyro topping yeah that's
0: not something that you usually eat with shawarma Greek
1: yes bummer because um, i'm still making tzatziki
0: <laughs> well so am i so <laughs> Because I didn't buy hummus and yeah. Um, oh, you
1: eat it with hummus?
0: Yeah. So generally shawarma mm. is eaten with uh, garlic or tahini sauce um, or hummus. And then also they said mango sauce is pretty popular, mm. which sounds good to me. I
1: have a mango. Oh, well, <laughs> you should chop it up and put it on there. That'd be
0: that. good. So and then the other kinds of things that they have are like tomatoes, cucumber, onion. Those are pretty typical on gyros mm-hmm. as well. But they also do a lot of pickled vegetables.
1: Mm.
0: Now, this is what's interesting. I think, I think this is probably the biggest reason why um, in maybe the Middle East, it's like this. But in Israel in particular, they're served with tahini sauce so that they won't break Jewish dietary laws, which say that you can't have milk and meat at the same time
1: interesting so instead you eat meat and dust yeah well that is kind of what tahini tastes like. <laughs> that is interesting Now, well, I just I really don't like tahini but that is interesting
0: well they're used to it though because they also eat a lot of turmeric which also tastes, also and smells tastes like, like dust so yeah. and I don't know what's what that's about I'm willing to cook
1: with turmeric but when that's like the main flavor Yikes.
0: oh yeah no one time I was at a farmer's market and this lady stopped me and was like here have some turmeric tea and I was like okay and I almost gagged because it was like it was so nasty it just tasted like dust it's like I can put a quarter teaspoon of stuff this yeah. into something to make it colored yellow like I
1: can't yeah eat a ton of it I was gonna say there's I've had a couple of times where I've put it in like jasmine rice when I'm making it for like you know, tikka masala or something. Yeah. Um, but like, I just remember the smell coming out of the rice maker. It smelled like I just went and put a bunch of dirt in it, in my yes. rice maker and boiled it. Exactly. That's <laughs> like, exactly what it smells like. I'm like, who thought that
0: this was good to eat and then kept eating it? Like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, regional. Um, I guess yeah, it is.
0: The other difference between shawarma and gyros, um, besides the condiments is that, okay. So I've, I had mixed information on this. Some people said that there were tons of condiments on shawarma and others said that really it's not, but I guess that the, a difference between them is the meat, uh, which kind of strikes me as like a barbecue thing because so in barbecue, There are fights about whether sauce is needed or not. So, some barbecue purists say there's no sauce, it's just the meat, and you only eat the meat, right? And then (laughs) some people are like, no, the sauce is everything.
1: Well, it's funny is that when you said, I'm going to reveal my Texan, what, what you said when you said barbecue, I was like, well, wait a minute, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like pit master, like brisket kind of barbecue, or are we talking like cooking over an open flame like cookout barbecue yeah. <laughs> like- this is this is what i'm talking about
0: yeah. right but even pit master people but like so regionally it's different yeah, no, but you're texas- talking about
1: like like southern style actual barbecue smoked yes. meats.
0: yes okay. that is what i'm talking about um but even with that it's like regional differences so in texas generally yeah. they're like meat dry only. rubs
1: versus sauces and yeah yeah like-
0: kind of like the chili thing right in chili yeah, beans
1: no beans Texas is
0: like meat only and for barbecue they're like meat only so in texas yeah. that's generally your rule meat only but in places like um the carolinas they have like mustard based sauces
1: mm-hmm. for their
0: barbecue some of them are sweet that's kind of more southern e i think like mississippi area maybe Alabama, you also have like white sauces or vinegar-based sauces. And these are kind of regional and stuff, but there is that big thing about, do we have sauce or do we not? Is the meat the thing that is supposed to be taking center stage here? And that's a difference here too. In shawarma, it's more like the, the meat is the thing. Uh, It's much more flavorful I guess by itself than gyro meat Um, it's like flavored really well and cooked very slowly Mm -hmm. to kind of give the meat the flavor. Uh, And with gyros, I guess it's, I mean, it's still good, but the bigger deal is the toppings and the tzatziki and stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so hard to like, so this was something when we did, I keep mentioning this lately, but it keeps coming up when we did our like eating around the world food blog. Um, that was something I had a really hard time with was finding recipes that are like truly Mm. authentic. Like, yeah. So we had a hard time finding authentic recipes. Um, I think partially because like, I, I feel like to get actual authentic recipes, you have to talk to people who are from there. Um, yeah. And old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, especially like, I don't know. It It's just, it's hard, but I feel like, you know, part of it is like, you can get a recipe, you know, where someone says, and I did this, you know? And it's like, it's like, is this what it is like at its core? Or is this like, this is my take on it, you know? Yeah. And it's so hard to figure it out. But then I think about like, you know, hamburgers like if i was going to give a hamburger to somebody who'd never had a hamburger before there are so many different ways i could do this because i could be like this is a hamburger meat and a bun you know and then i could be like this is like the classic hamburger yeah exactly (laughs) yeah but then you could do like the classic hamburger you know that's like onion lettuce tomato you know like maybe cheese and yeah like exactly and then You could do the Chris Traeger burger. Yeah, exactly. Which is like a black bean burger with this like garlic aioli and all this other crap. You know, you could do like an egg and bacon and yeah, you could do like tzatziki or whatever. Go to Red Robin and look at the menu. Yeah, But they've got like 20 different kinds of burgers. Exactly. But they're all hamburgers, you know? And it's like, you could do a turkey burger. You could have Hmm. lamb. You could have you know, black bean, a portobello mushroom and all of those things would be considered burgers, but it's like, what's the traditional burger, you know? And so it's hard to know, because it's like, this could still be like shawarma, but is it like new age remix shawarma or is it, you know, like traditional, this is what I eat at home shawarma.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing there isn't, the other thing is too, is Cooking this at home, you're not going to be able to make it traditional because nobody has a vertical rotisserie, right?
1: I wish I had one because, man, I'd be making euros right and left. (laughs) Well, yeah. So
0: today, the recipe that we're using actually comes from the lazy genius Kendra Adachi. And I feel like her spice mix is very good. I feel like it'll add a lot of depth of flavor and it's just marinated. So hopefully that will give the meat a lot of flavor and then uh we're gonna smoke ours in our smoker uh just because partially because it's new and my husband wants to play with it it. (laughs) but also partially because i feel like that does kind of probably give it a closer to the rotisserie texture maybe and flavor that maybe the oven would or i mean but oven smoker basically they're the same thing um So, yeah, I would say maybe don't grill it or like pan fry it if you want it to be more traditional. But even so, I mean, we're kind of
1: out of the realm of traditional here. I'm making mine in a tortilla. So (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, so what is the, is there like a traditional meat here that's typically used because we're using chicken?
0: Yeah, actually not really. As far as I saw, shawarma really can be anything for gyros traditionally in greece they're made from pork um in america they're generally made from lamb but really once again it can be anything
1: that's funny because i was thinking lamb was the traditional greek thing because lambs like big in greece but maybe i'm just thinking around like (laughs) Easter.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I, I thought that was surprising too, actually, though, because um, I would have thought that it would be lamb in Greece, especially since in America, we don't eat lamb a whole lot. Yeah, it's, not really. It's not very common. Um, and so it surprises me that here, that's what it is most of the time. And here we are, ready to talk about our shawarma. So you said your pita bread turned out well.
1: It was so good. It was, I mean, it always turns out really good. And it, it's, I said earlier, it's a hassle. It's only a hassle because it cooks for like two minutes and then you flip it and then it's one minute and it's in the oven. So you're kind of just in and out of the oven a lot. So it just but, takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's just a lot of standing there and flipping and still, and, but it's, it always turns out well. Yeah. Um, I made so that it remedy. was really good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I really liked mine, though. I thought the spice, like, the flavors of the chicken was good. Our chicken, we grilled it, our ch- and it turned out, like, super juicy. And mm, so yeah. the chicken was just, like, really, really good. But I think with the pita, I did mine with pita, onion, tomato from our garden, and satiki <laughs> uh, that I made. And it was all really, really good. And so mine was more of a kind of Greek style, but... I really mine
0: it. mine kind of was too because I also made it tzatziki because I didn't have any hummus on hand and I have tahini but you're right tahini tastes like dust I have it for a very specific reason because um, there's a sauce that I make that has it as the base although a lot of times I'll just use it like peanut butter as the base instead for that sauce and it tastes
1: mm, yeah really I'm good.
0: Um, And But I really did like the chicken too. I thought it turned out really well. Even though I used tortillas, I felt like it had basically the same flair. Um, I also made a tzatziki um, and we had cucumbers, even though we had tzatziki. So it was like double cucumber. Uh, Tomatoes, we did. I put some avocado on the table and I did put some on there, but I didn't think it worked that well. So I'd skip that next time. But I also had some leftover mint leaves which I put on there, which were delicious, and cilantro, and then I made Greek potatoes to go with it, which was not shawarma-y, I guess, but still delicious. Yeah, so this shawarma recipe has a lot of spices in it, and I think that's part of the reason why the chicken is so good and super tasty. Um, I will put this on the Instagram account, but if you wanna make it, you can just Google lazy genius shawarma and it'll pop up it's super easy super delicious
1: so my pita recipe came from a website called the mediterranean dish so you guys can look at that if you want to um that's a really good one and i mean it's a it's a yeast dough so you do have to knead it a little bit and let it rest but it's significantly less work than like a loaf of bread um mm-hmm. so and it only has about an hour of rest time so it's not you know like an all-day thing it's pretty pretty easy
0: yeah so do you think this would hit the spot for you if you just saved the world
1: maybe yeah
0: it's got a lot of flavor
1: yeah i think it could be pretty filling
0: yeah for sure in that scene thor takes this gigantic bite out of it <laughs> Which is really funny and actually Chris Hemsworth said that he um ate like an entire pita like every time they did a take and that he by the end he was like dying because he was so full
1: um so for him at least it was satisfying yeah I think I think it would be good I think maybe it would be a little heavy though I guess it depends on how you're feeling like if you're one of those people who like works out and then is ravenous or if you're like me where you work out and then you feel like you're gonna die for like five <laughs> hours so you know well i guess probably
0: they sat around and like directed people to do things and stuff for a while so they had some
1: rest time <laughs> yeah. maybe they took a nap and then they went to eat <laughs> yeah i don't know it was good though i would definitely make it again
0: yeah me too Definitely recommend. And this is good because, you know, I feel like, I mean, I know last week, uh, we kind of like had a hit and miss cause I'm not super into lamb and, but you said yours was really good and neither of us really liked the soup, but before that we had another good recipe. So I'm really glad that this week we got another really good one yeah. that we both really liked because uh, I don't like giving you guys recipes that were like, this wasn't that great. And then we give you the recipe. I yeah. <laughs> like you're going to make it.
1: <laughs> well, this one was really good. Yeah. Well, next week is sure to be a hit. So, oh, yes. <laughs> you reminded me. Oh, man. I'm going to have to like
0: gear up for it all week. <laughs> I can't I just, guarantee I'm going to get down any of it. I'm probably going to sip just in my You're probably going to take
1: the tiniest of sips and then spit it out and barf.
0: is that what you're gonna do are you excited about
1: this one i'm i'm excited just because i know it's gonna be funny but i'm i know it's gonna taste horrible Mm -hmm. i um i have resolved to take a like real drink of it though not just like the teeniest tiniest little sip i mean i might not swallow it but at least i feel like i have to taste it otherwise it doesn't count (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, I will I will also attempt to taste it. But this is one of those things. I always tell Brett, I could never go on Fear Factor because if they made me eat something disgusting, I'd be like, no money is worth this. I'm leaving, bye. <laughs>
1: like, I, I don't think I you could never... make me eat bugs for money.
0: Well, but they do like testicles and eyeballs and oh. all of these weird things that I'm like, this is not scary. This is not Fear Factor. Yeah, no. like. I could probably get through most of the other things that they make you do. I could even, as long as I wasn't tarantulas, I could even sit in the bug box. Like, I just closed my eyes and my mouth, and I would be okay. You know, i just like, it's only 30 seconds of my life. I'll be okay. But I could not eat something. I just couldn't. It, it wouldn't happen. And that's it for the Avengers and Shawarma. Join us next week when... <laughs> Oh my gosh, Christine's going to torture me. Be sure
1: to join us next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing Freckle Juice from the book Freckle Juice. If you don't know what this is, get the book from your library and read it. It took me literally like 20 minutes to read the whole thing. (laughs) It's like 50
1: pages long. It's a Judy Bloom book for like Uh For, like, 10-year-olds.
0: Yeah, it's, Ah. like, full of illustrations and, like, really, really big (laughs) words, like, you're blind kind of words, you know? Uh, So it doesn't take any time. And then you will feel for me because (laughs) it's going to be disgusting. Um, Every time I think about it, I, like, feel like I want to gag. So... (laughs) So, please join us next week for that. You'll be very entertained, if nothing else.
1: Yes. And um, let me say, even though freckle juice is kind of a joke and is disgusting, and we're just doing it because it's horrible, I think the discussion is actually going to be pretty interesting. Okay. So, join us for that. Um, and if you want
0: to get the recipe for our shawarma today, uh, join us on Instagram at the Bitten Word Podcast. You can see pictures, and I'll post the way that you can get that recipe. You can also join us on Twitter at the Bitten Pod. So, in either of those places or at our email address, which is thebittenwordpodcast at gmail.com, you can get a hold of us, give us suggestions for future episodes, tell us what you think about our episodes, tell us if you made the recipe give us pictures of it you know tell us who your favorite avenger is we don't care we just want to hear from you
1: tell us who your favorite host is <laughs> uh,
0: i know <laughs> that's, that's terrible that's pitting us against each other
1: oh <laughs> um, no honestly i would love it though to see if people made these like what like pictures of what they made
0: yeah i would, love I would really love to see that and to know what you thought about it And also it would be really helpful to us if you would share with your friends, suggest it to them for a listen and, you know, give them your favorite episode first to listen to. And if you can, we would really love it. If you could go on iTunes and give us a review and a rating, that would be awesome. And it would really make our day. So until next week.